Welcome to the It's Possible podcast, where we tackle topics between life, business, and everything in between, and how we make it all possible with your hosts, John and Amy. Let's take it away. So what is your favorite season, Aisha? Fall. Why? Because I like the cool weather and the leaves and the bonfires and the fall and the pumpkins and the Brussels sprouts and the squashes <laughs> and the apples. Any, anything else? So, but I also like spring. Right. I thought you loved summer. I thought summer was your jam. No, it's not my favorite. It's hot. I thought your whole thing was like swimming and... I like swimming. Water activities. I like water activities and I like camping. Camping in the summer is hot. But you get to do water activities. This is true. I like rafting, but I'm terrified of white water rafting. So what kind of rafting are we... You're you're talking about like floating. Like floating. Yes. Yeah. That's not quite... Even though I'm scared of water that I can't see the bottom of. Which is strange, because I grew up on Lake Michigan. Not often, though, are you going for a float on water you can't see. But here it's not bad. I guess there's just a learned fear from being in Florida. There's not many things that could kill you in these waters. No. Certainly not in comparison to, in comparison to Florida. But I love I love the spring. I love flowers. And I love the smell of fertilizer or the grass. Oh, who doesn't love the smell of shit? Well, it's not that. It, but no, you know, like when they sprinkle the stuff? Yeah. I like that smell. And I like the smell of air. I mean, oxygen is vital, I've been told. <laughs> no, like the smell. Like, yes. I, I can't stand stale air, because you know this about me. Like I Yeah, what's that one song, Recycled Air? Yes, but I yeah. struggle with riding in a car. Yes, you, or, yes, dri- you or flying we've, on a we've, plane. We've recently been doing an excessive amount of car driving, and... I hate it so much. You're a terrible traveler. Traveler. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Thank you. Mm, thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> if we could just go by horseback, I'd be fine. Yeah, that sounds... If my face could just be in the elements, if... then I'd be fine. So what we need is a convertible, is what you're saying. It would help. But then I'd be still be going fast and things would be... Because mo- I have... I get motion sickness, so I can't handle things moving faster... Then one horsepower. Then one horsepower. Yeah, I need it to be a one horsepower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maximum two horses. And I hate stale air and recycled air. I have to smell the air and I have to feel the air. Yeah. And I hate confinement to a seat. I don't sit still well. So my butt goes and I'm like super quick. How did we even get you to the Netherlands? I took three Benadryl and a Dramamine. <laughs> oh, that's how you made it. And even then, I didn't sleep well. But the food, the food, the food on, on Aer Lingus was is fabulous. Yeah, it, it definitely opened our eyes to, to travel. It was slightly different. And then I took um, KLM. Yeah. <clears throat> um, on my trip back, I think. 
or maybe there. I can't remember. But either way, I took KLM, which is the Dutch airline, and um, and it was even nicer than Aer Lingus was. That's what she said. So yeah, international travel certainly on a non-American based airline. American airlines can suck a dick because yeah, <laughs> tell us exactly how you feel about it. Well, it's freaking ridiculous. Take your pack of peanuts and shove it. Yeah, domestic travel. It's rough. They get, like, they were giving away, like, cocktails. Oh, yeah. Like, like on fancy ones. And the KLM flight, it was as much whiskey as I wanted to drink. And it was free, wasn't it? Yeah. And then they have... I yeah, like, I, I, I touched down in Amsterdam. Luckily, I had been there before, because I was retarded by the time that I landed. John, you never told me that. What am I supposed to tell you? And you're by yourself. I was. I had been there before. I, if I had known that, I would have been a lot more scared. Uh, hence why I, <laughs> hence why I didn't tell you. Obviously. And I don't think you can say retarded anymore. Did they take that word back? I think they took it away like twenty-two years ago. <laughs> I think it's been taboo for for a hot minute. Oh. For other listening ears. Other people listening. Yeah, I don't think you can, like, say it to other people. Well, I'm just talking to you. Okay. <laughs> but. Take it or leave it, folks. The four of you that are listening. Um, No, it's. Seasons. No, I know why we were talking about. So the one thing that has been cool as we've been diving more into. um, As we've been diving. That's super loud on the mic, by the way. It's pretty awesome. It's time to set that down. That's my lemonade, yeah, I and understand. I will take as many sips I, I, I will as I damn probably. We're going to set this right here. It's only going to be a little cold. There you go. Uh, anyway, so the, the one thing that had me thinking about the seasons was the other day where we were, um, we were talking a lot about prepping for planting. And we were talking about like the seasons of our business. And we do a lot of the gardening at the house. And a lot of things that we've been talking about when it comes to wanting to be able to potentially expand, right? Like kind of the, the Fairbanks farms in the backyard and with the chickens. And and one thing that has become obvious the more that we learn, and I think people may know this just generally, but the idea that there are very specific seasons when it comes to farming or when you're keeping animals and... um and it's not like you wish that you could change that. Change that. It just it, it just is. Mm-hmm. This is the fact of life. And so the one farm we go to all the time is called Polyface Farms. That's what twenty minutes from the house, and like they are rocking, like game busters going from what probably late March, early April. Yeah, all the way through November, Thanksgiving, like leading they, up to the turkeys. Yeah, they, I think the holidays is when they culminate, and then they end. They end right after Christmas. They get all the holiday orders, and then it's done. Like they go like almost completely dormant, mm-hmm. and they hang out. And the whole idea is that they've whatever they've accumulated over that busy season, mm-hmm. they then have a larder, 
mm-hmm. right? And this, I, what a larder, right? Larders are just essentially like it's your seller of food or all the food that you've accumulated or all the work that you've accumulated over the busy season. And you have access to all of this. And that's what you can live off of mm-hmm. during the colder seasons for the winter when you're really not doing a whole lot of farming or, or planting or anything like that. <clears throat> and you come with your parents' background, like you come from a serious seasonal background as well. Yes. So my parents own a seasonal hot dog stand <laughs> um, up by Chicago, and they've been doing that since I was three. And they, at first my dad was still working full-time at the mill, and they were doing this on the side because my mom didn't believe that this could pay the bills. Right. And then... I think after a couple of years, my dad quit his job and then they just were seasonal. So they would go from April till November and they'd always wrap up right before Thanksgiving when I was a kid and the season's gotten shorter and shorter, but, um, they made all their money during the summer months. And that is what we would live off of. Cause even during, like, it was some, like, honestly, it's Memorial day to labor day is really when they're working. They're open April and May, and they're open September, October, and part of November, but it is, like, just through lunch. It's, like, three, maybe four hours a day max. Right. And that was just gravy. <clears throat> um, and when we were kids living where we lived, it was, why not? Right? But then during the winter months, they didn't work at all. And <clears throat> they we would live off of what we had off the money that they made off the money that they made but we didn't do anything very extravagant when we got a little bit older now when we were little like we'd go on one vacation during that time right um but very little of that money was spent because we would stay with great nana you know and it was it was for a week and that was it and but it wasn't until we were older that my parents made enough money to where we would go for a week or two um during the christmas season on vacation but and this is when you guys would hit like the cruises and stuff. And this, yeah. But when I was little, is we didn't do anything. We were very. It was just understood that it was the restaurants closed, and and granted, winter in Chicago, there's not much to do anyway. And our all of our family was there, but it was just like we'd get together for family dinners and birthday parties, and that was that was it. We stayed. It was very COVID esque. Even looking back on it, it's just you hunker down, you stay in because it's cold. Right. And all mom, your meals are home. I was gonna say, my mom, my mom never cooked. We went out to eat every single night, almost during the summer. Right, because they're because they're cooking all day. Because they're cooking all day and they're working all day. Right. And back then they were open till like almost eight o'clock. Mm. Oh, because it's still light out. Because it's still light out. Right. Um, and so because you guys are north, because so the further north you are, right, like the sun being up and sun going down is even more extreme. Yes. So like in the, and you realize this too, when we go up in the summer, like the sun is up at 5 a.m. Oh, like up, up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like coming up at five. No, it's up. It's like daylight it's, it's at my, 5 a.m. It, could, yeah, it easily could be 9 a.m. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, when you have summer solstice in June, it would, you know, get dark or just before nine but then in the winter is it is dark by 4 30 right so i remember playing basketball and we'd have to be at um 
before school practice at 5.30. Right. And then we'd shower. This was from middle school up until I stopped playing <clears throat> in high school. But um, you'd shower at school, and then you're in school all day long, and then you'd have practice after school. And then when we would get picked up around 5 or 5.30, it was... I mean, I literally would go days without seeing the sun. Right, because you guys were also northern school. Northern schools is you're all indoors as well. Yeah, like the, the idea of like outdoor indoors. lockers and all that is not a thing. Which of course, where I was from <laughs> was everything was outdoors. No, like we, I would have windows sometimes. Most of the buildings too were completely inside. Yeah, but sometimes if we were walking down the hallway, like there's because the our middle school was my my mom's high school. Okay. And there's a place is called Jungle Hall, so it's um, I'm trying to think of size comparison. I don't know. It's a super long hallway, like out here in the hotel. You yeah. guys can't see that, but like a hotel hallway, so it's super long and um, it's filled with a bunch of plants, and then they have skylights. Oh, okay. Um, and that 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 heads Jungle Hall. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd see the sun there. <laughs> But like truly, it was it was, and but like seasonal depression was, um, a a rampant problem. You would think like the school would install like the actual, like the solar lights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to actually like combat the fact that there's no none of the children are actually like in solar the sun. lights existed. Probably not like then. I wonder if they do it now. Yeah, I'm sure it's like some weird form of child abuse to not have them exposed. But, I mean, we were, like, in indoor classrooms. Because the classrooms, a lot of times, were, like, there was a main hub of, like, teachers' offices in the middle, and then there seemed to be, like, classrooms around it. Yeah. So, sometimes there were windows. How did your parents... How could they go... How could you guys go for, what, six months? So was it six months on, six months off? Just about, yeah. So how could they go six months with no income? Because they ration what they have. That is what my mom and dad taught me very early. So they would make, and they luck out just because they have a very popular business. But their traffic, I mean, now they're at a point where it's people shop there or people go there because of the legacy and the nostalgia associated with it. Right. But growing up, it was because of just the purely beach traffic was such a high percentage of. Because for those of you that don't know, my house is a about two minute drive yeah. from Lake Michigan. And um, in Chicago, Chicago's on Lake Michigan. So we're about 30, 35 minutes outside Chicago. And Chicago is on Lake Michigan, but there are no beaches there. It's like just break walls and then the lake. Right. Um, and it was used mainly for, you know, cargo shipping, iron ore, all that to the steel mills. And to get goods to Chicago. But where we are, we still had all beachfront. So especially on the weekends is people from Illinois and Chicago would come to Northwest Indiana where we were to go to the beach. And so they got enough traffic generated and made enough money and were popular enough that... Because um, they were the, they're the first stop, stop to from and, the beach. To and and the last the stop, yeah, yeah. yeah, to the beach. So... um. But they, I mean, the, it, it's a, it's a lot of things. It's not just them, right? It's the land that they built the house on. So what's strange about my family, which I never thought was strange, but apparently is strange. 
from every realtor we've talked to, right? Is my parents built their house in the late seventies and they still live there. And that's where like they, my dad built the house with his hands and raised our family there. And then my mom's parents where my grandparents live in the same neighborhood. And it's the same story It's my grandpa built their house. They're married in 1948 and he built the house with his own two hands and they lived there their entire lives right. just within the past what three to five years they've gone into assisted living out of necessity right but um and luckily mm-hmm. that home was gifted to another member of the family yes yeah but and then my great grandfather so bob's parents Ivor and mildred um started the neighborhood Right, owned and, all the land. And owned all the land and had a house there. So they gave Bob and Dodie, my grandparents, land. Right. And then Bob and Dodie gave my mom and dad a strip of land. Right. So they gave them the land to build their house on. And they, it's not like they had to deal. Like, what's killed you and I a lot, which we've discussed, which we've discussed is moving. Yeah. And moving expenses. They've never moved. And because we always were moving for a job. Yes. Yeah. But they've never moved, so they lived there the entire time. Um, and so they, they had a house. like They paid off their mortgage when I was probably in middle school or high school. But it wasn't like they had been paying it down the whole time. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like they had been moving and right. like had to kind of start over. Start with over each time. And then they had, a like I said, a popular enough business to make some decent money but the most important thing is their ability to ration and understand the seasons of their business right is so there was very little extravagancies when i was growing up and it's been ingrained in me and the way shopping like aldi has always been a thing where we are from but my mom has always bought store brand items we always shopped cheaply in the winter months, my mom on the, exclusively made our meals. Um, we didn't go like or they, we, or they were freezer they were freezer meals. Like you always give her a hard time now. When I yes, when I was well, when I was really little, and my dad was still working at the mill. I remember because my mom hates cooking, right? So it was like I remember watching. TGIF on Fridays and having frozen Latroy egg rolls and like kid cuisine meals. Right, right. But no, it, it was a lot of hard work. But again, is we didn't have a lot of extravagancies, and I'm not saying we didn't know better, but like that was just the way of life because everyone, my entire family lived in that area. Sure. So I would still have a lot of fun. It wasn't like I did without. Right. Cause, but we, our fun would just involve a lot of family get-togethers, and that was it. I think oftentimes, especially when you're younger, you don't realize, I don't know, like, I think you, the only way you know that you're poor is if you see other people that are not. Right, and where I was from is very blue-collar. Yeah, so if everybody's kind of the same, yeah. for the most part, you're not really kind of experiencing, you don't have this thing where nowadays with social media, you kind of are getting... Um, hit with kind of like everyone's best, like greatest hits. So social media is like always, it's like greatest hits and you're seeing everybody's awesome stuff all the time. So somebody's always in, there's always somebody that's on vacation somewhere in your newsfeed, right? right? They're always on a safari or they're in like the Maldives or they're in somewhere amazing. And it's like shitty life, my kids, 
yes. job. But that's, so, but it, but otherwise you don't feel badly, and no. and that's definitely the one thing that I noticed, like with Michael, you know, our oldest, with him, his access to the internet and with YouTube and stuff, like it's very much the people that he sees with these videos that he watches are these idiots that own or they don't own them, right? It's like they've rented these supercars for these videos mm-hmm. and all this extravagance. And so for him, it's very much like it's, you're not wealthy unless you own a yacht. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's very much his thing. So he's very, he's acutely aware on top of the fact that you might yell at some point every week, like we don't have money and like scream something that's related to money at them. So they're very acutely aware that like, it's, we don't have money. Okay. I am a little psychotic (laughs) because I'm. We've been poor for so damn long. Right. Right. That I'm like very snake bitten. I have a little bit of PTSD because of it. Yeah. But in the same breath is he needs to be grounded. Because he's an extravagant <laughs> little shit. And he's got big taste and yeah. he does not understand. No, and but this is kind of where where my mind was going is is like so you grew up in this this background of your parents very much had a season. And there was a season where it was, it's time to work and buckle down. And they're working seven days a week. And they did that. And then how they positioned themselves then allowed them to have another season, an off season. Yes. And when you think of it too, it's like if you have a season, it's deer season. Mm -hmm. And it's, you hunt deer during this time period. And then there's an off season Mm -hmm. for the deer to be able to replenish and grow and for the, and there's all these rules and these things that you do. And then, especially when it comes to farming and gardening, especially where it's like, it's, and you could do it with like raising livestock and stuff. So us with chickens, it's, you can't be great. I mean, you can be, but you really shouldn't be raising chickens in the middle of December or January, mm-hmm. not babies. Like there's a time, there's a season for these things to happen. And it's also accepted that it's, you're going to have right. The seasons of the year. So my favorite season is definitely winter. <clears throat> I love the winter and then I love the fall and then probably summer and then spring. Cause spring is ridiculous. Spring's fabulous. There's flowers. Spring is from <coughs> You love the flowers too. And, but then also it's like tulips have like, they're your favorite flower, right? Mm-hmm. They exist for two weeks mm-hmm. and then they're gone. And I think that that's a huge piece of that too, where it's like, it's part of probably what makes them awesome is the fact that they are only available for such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. That's true. And so the connection for me that I was making the other day, and I think we were driving, I don't know, we were, um, I think we dropped Michael off at a baseball um, camp and we were out in the woods and walking with uh, Jack and Hank and we were cruising around and it was just kind of this idea or this feeling of for us, for how our family works, we really feel like what would allow us to be most successful at business is having with other things we want to do because we want to be balanced. And we were talking about how during this, certainly like spring into summer, that's prime time where we're planting our garden. 
the days are longer. So definitely what we've realized as our business has really started to grow this past year is that we have, I found really hustling the business over the summer, I was dying. Yes. And so like, it was like come Sunday, like middle of the day, we would be outside and I would like just lay down in the, in the yard and like dad's taking like a nap. Mm-hmm. and like an impromptu nap. And it, I think it just became normal. And then it was like, if I was sitting in the living room and it's like five o'clock, if I'm sitting in a chair and we've stopped, like I'm asleep. Yeah. For five minutes. Like if, if I go in the kitchen to grab something, you fall asleep. And I remember just, I was struggling so much mentally with this because it was like, my production was way down mm-hmm. how much I could do. But it was like, we were increasing our workload at the same time. Just in a different respect. Yeah. Right. And it just was it just the, the business. Stuff. The, yeah. Then the business. Well, no, the business was growing. So our production was going up. But then my ability to do that work. Because. Yeah, because yeah. because the, the way it works is honestly, it's I do majority, if not all of my work in the morning. Yeah. Because I have to get it done before everyone's awake. And before I actually start my day job. Yes. And one thing for sure is because the summer is that it's light out until eight or nine o'clock. Then we're going to bed. So we're not falling asleep until 10. So if I'm going to try and get like, it was, that was death. Like it was like, I can't wake up at four or five. Like that means I get like 45 minutes to work. Yeah. Like I have three hours of work that needs to be done. And so I was pulling a lot of like five hour nights mm-hmm. and it just was, was crushing me. And so, but that's not like that was going to change. And it was one of those things where it was the feeling of, I didn't want to sacrifice or stop my time of spending time with the kids and doing the stuff that we wanted to do and being outside and, and doing all the things to go in and like, and now I'm going to work. And so that's where the feeling started to come where it's like, well, why would we, it just seems like it would make more sense to where we would try and just make, why wouldn't we just make all of our money or do the majority of the work grunt work, where we're doing a ton of work just be during the winter time when Michael's, yeah, Michael's not playing baseball and kind of we're already inside and it gets dark early so I can I mean I've had some days where I still can get six or seven hours of sleep and I can wake up at two yeah which is why because well in me because if it gets dark early then yeah. everybody goes to bed early it's and and I my entire life have been crazily hypersensitive to daylight changes so and I always joke about this because 7 p.m. in the winter might as well be 3 a.m. for me. The middle of the night. Like, I, I am so tired. It's sometimes a struggle to stay up till 7 or 8. Right. But 7 p.m. in the summer, it's like, okay, I'm going to go mow the lawn. Right. I got three more loads of laundry to do. Like, I, I'm having, and it's just a natural part of me that my body t- is telling me. It's like I have some sort of ancestral thing still in me that it's like, well, whatever it's the circadian rhythm, it's, right? But like it's harvest season, like, yeah. We are we're working, we're doing, and then in the winter it's just I absolutely need to hibernate. 
But so our whole family, like the kids don't seem to have that as much. Everybody goes to bed early. Our kids go to bed way earlier than any of the other kids. But that's just because of our natural family rhythm. Of course. If we were like everybody else as parents and staying up till midnight, our kids naturally would stay up later. Yeah, but but the only reason that anyone does that is because they're tied into electronics. (laughs) No one's just staying up to hang out until midnight. No, but like that's a regular thing for adults is the kids go to bed at like nine and then we stay up and watch like Colbert. And that's a regular thing for people. I mean football games. Like the start most frustrating at 8:15. Oh yeah, the most frustrating thing for me ever was like, wait, what time's the game? It starts at eight? Well damn it. <laughs> no. Like I'll see kickoff maybe and then I'm asleep. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. But we have pushed that with our kids, but our kids don't have it as extreme as I do and for sure by 7pm you're dead because you've woken up too. Right. And everyone makes fun of us and everyone thinks that we're super giant weirdos for it but it works so well for our family. Oh yeah. But that's why I mean some of these parents that complain about like oh yeah like school starts at 8.30 so my kid gets out of bed at like 8.20 and and the He's still in his jam. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, our kids mm-hmm. literally have been up since 5 o'clock. Yeah. Like, three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I I don't get up nearly as early as you do. But, I, I joke about this all the time, but I am more productive before 8 a.m. than I am the rest of the, in the day. Yeah. The amount of crap I can get done. And it's also, for sure, is that my production levels are much higher in the morning. Yeah. And, because um, I could choose to do the same thing. If I put everybody to bed at seven and then I just work better at night and worked from eight to midnight and then woke up. You know what I mean? Like it's, I could flip it around, but the fact is that I just work better in the morning. Yeah. You and I are definitely morning people. But the one thing that definitely seemed to be the case is this idea that seasons seem to be acceptable everywhere else. But for some reason, when it comes to business, there's this notion that it's like you got to be grinding and hustling all the time, twenty four seven. There's never a time off. You can't take a break. But I think that's why we're so sick and we're struggling so much and we're so unhealthy. Just as a people in as general, as a people now, because well, and it's multifaceted because it's we're sitting all day which we're not meant to do we're staring at a screen all day which we're not meant to do we're inside all day which we're not meant to do so it's all these things but it's just i think evolutionarily speaking is we were meant truly to the fact that like the people that work third shift and this was the main reason that i didn't go into nursing because i'm like i because i knew how i was and how my body responded to darkness to darkness yeah I'm like, I couldn't do that, but it's, I know some people have to, but it's so damn unhealthy. It's so unnatural to have to be awake all night. We as a species are not supposed to work that way. And never since the beginning of time, it's just, you were outside during, during the day. You were hunting, you were gathering, you were cooking, you're raising children, you were doing the work outside the, the hut. Right? Yeah. In the day. And then when night came, 
you you hunkered down and yeah. you found a safe spot and you rested your body and you got profoundly better rest yeah like than we do now but it's just we don't see outside we don't sleep right we don't eat right we don't move and it's just a constant grind back at every other point that's why like if you think of the holiday season the holiday season and the celebrations are a culmination of the harvest it's it's celebrating the end of a productive year and you're celebrating before you hunker down hard for the harsh winter ahead right and that's what's crazy is we have completely negated our biological responsibility i guess in the sense that it's we completely ignore all signs and signals of what our body's trying to tell us. And we, we just certainly, we fight against it. Yeah. Which is more caffeine. Yep. More sugar. Yeah. More screens. And we'll just, we'll fight through it and we'll just stay up because we gotta get the stone. Yeah. Gotta and, get the TPS before then. And yeah. It's, increase the stimulants. And it's, and that's a serious problem. Whereas I think that, and I don't know what the answer is because you and I were talking about Italy a little bit earlier before with like the, the siestas and, yeah. and like I couldn't, handle that other countries it, yeah right where it's the, because i think this may be strictly this may, may be a very american problem that right. we've created for ourselves just with the industrial revolution and production 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 go 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 and i think just a consumer attitude like consumerism and capitalism just in general it's true and i think that's where it comes down to because the real question is like how did your parents do that like how could they just go six months with no income at all it's like, well, they just made enough money to be able to live off of for the whole year. But see, and that's what's everyone, you know, and it's um, a lot of people are like, oh, you're so lucky because you only have to work for six months and you get like six month vacation. And they're on vacation now. But when we were kids, it was never looked at like that. It was just a different season. Right. There the was off season. Yeah, there was the off season. And that's what we would call it. Yeah. We'll do this during the off season. So there'd be like a project around the house or something mm -hmm. that was done during the off season. But then during the work season, you were working. But the off season was not like, great, now we're going to go spend all our money and sip cocktails in Costa Rica. Right. It was just now is our time to rest and recoup. Yeah. But you get to see, and that's kind of the idea of the larder on Polyface Farm. And I think it'd be a great idea for everybody to do. Because then you can see, like, you can open up the cabinet and you can see this is how much we have left to make it until. Yeah, it's a, a physical representation of your work and then what you. And, but, and my parents did that all the time with the money. Yeah. So they're a cash only business. And um, they keep a lot in the safe at home. Right. My dad was snake bitten with banks and problems. and Right. You know, so it's. He, we, we have, of course, had a bank account. We, of course, did things up to snuff. But my dad would keep money in the safe, and that's what we would use. Right. And so every night when we would get home from the business, and this is how he, he taught my brother in this super early about how to deal with money and counting the money. And every night, like, as a family, we would 
and I I don't think this was his goal of like psychology behind it, but he would lay out like what two grand looked like, right? What four hundred dollars looked like, you know, after a month, what how X amount of thousand dollars looked like, so we would see it. And so, like, we would know, and I remember feeling this as a little girl. And again, I don't think that this was a master plan. I just think it was, he was counting the money and we would all be there and we would just see it. But it's, I'm like, oh, that doesn't look like a lot. Because, like, $2,000 laid out in fives and ones and tens looks very different than 400 Sure. Sure. You know? Right. It's, it's, so it's, you could see... And then, and I think my parents did this a lot with the money in the safe, is every time they'd go into the safe to grab money for us to go do whatever, because my parents, like, were, and they still are pretty anti-credit card. Right. Um, but we pay cash for everything that we did. So anytime we'd go somewhere, they'd open up the safe to get cash, so they could have that physical representation or a larder, so to speak, of... Right. Okay, this is how much money is in our safe. This has to make it until we open again in April. Right. And I think that that visual is very powerful. And I think that more people need that. It's because nobody, we're so disassociated now from like our work, work reward system. That it's like everything's direct deposit. Well, it's because it's all pretend. It is. Everything's run on credit. So it's like. There's no, like, physical understanding the way that it used to be, which is, like, no, we have one pig. This is what one pig right. looks like to feed the family of eight. Yeah. So, like, everybody plan accordingly <laughs> and ration accordingly. That doesn't exist anymore. It's just we buy whatever we want, whether we can afford it or not, because of a stress response and or necessity right but it's it's there's no understanding of what that releasing of the funds does and that's what my parents have always taught me and my brother too is just you need to pay with cash so when your groceries cost 150 dollars you see that 150 dollars leaving you you no longer possess that 150 dollars right and so I think that that's important, but I think the way that my parents were able to do it is just this understanding that it's, this is not vacation time during the off season. This is literally R&R time to the nth degree. And we have had a great, great season, great harvest, right? But it's, it's with the understanding that those resources are finite and those resources have to be used bit by bit to get you to the next season. Right. <clears throat> and that and that seems to be definitely the piece, at least where, as I've been thinking more about it, of if we would take more if we would take more that more into consideration of that it's seasonal work and what we're doing has a season or has a time period where you're going to have a busy time and then you're going to have a time where you can then focus on other things allows you to have that work-life balance that it doesn't have to be the hustle. It doesn't have to be the grind. And I don't think, I don't think it ever was intended to. 
No. Like it never was an intention because at the end of the day, there's lots of people that like work seasonal work and then they have to get another job. Well, why? Like, why do you have to get a second job? Why do you have to get the other job? Right now we run multiple jobs, right? Mm-hmm. I have a lot of different, uh, we have two for sure, two jobs that we do. Mm-hmm. We have the business and we have this. And the reality is, is that the business exists because at the end of the day, it was, this is something that we want to be able to do potentially full time. Right. So like the reason why we do it is like, well, why, why do you continue to do this? And it's like, cause we want this to eventually be able to take over and, and can take over for the full time gig. But at the same time as, as we're able, the real reason why we also can do it is that it's, it can be money that can be made because then it pays down our debt. Because the only reason why you'd have to work more than one job or you have multiple seasons and you decide to work on your off season, you need, the money. you need the money. And I think that that's the biggest thing that I, I know that we are working towards where it's like, it's, it's either one, it's one or the other. It's either it's, we are going to work until we no longer have to need the money. I guess I said one or the other, but that's the only thing, like the goal for us very much is that it's having more than one job is not so we can buy the boat. No, we don't want more things. It's it's, to pay down the debt that we have so that we can live the rest of our life still the same way. We're we're not going for extravagancy. We're actually trying to minimalize more. Right. But it's just so that we can have more time. But that's it, is that it allows you to be able to buy more time. And be able to have that seasonal work where we can be working at this. And then the other part of the time, it's like, well, because I can see us very much. I think our goal for this next year is going to be like, it's okay. Well, can we, can you take me, us on as a client? And it's going to be, well, no, it's like, we don't take clients after April because the reality is, is that our lives get busy enough with our boys with baseball and working on garden. the garden and doing all the stuff that we do, that it's that takes priority right now. And I think that that's where for us, it's like, that's the ultimate goal. And I guess maybe that's where the difference is, is like the end goal. I guess for me, it would be, I'm okay if folks at the end of the day just want to make as much money as humanly possible. But oftentimes but that's what? not, but, but oftentimes that's not why they're doing it. It's like, it's, they want to make more and more and more money just to be able to pay for all the more stuff that they've more. already bought. Or the, I think that a lot of people do it because they want, people think that more shit's going to make them happier. It's, I want this. I want the Lamborghini. I want the timeshare. I want these things. Yeah. Cause then they feel like that, that's. Well, they'll need to make it and then, and then they'll be happy and then they'll be happy. And, and for me, this is very much taking just a note of the already existing seasons, taking a note of what people have done for millennium, millennia of whether it was farming or had different, you know, fishermen have different seat, like everybody. Yeah. We has, haven't evolved that much to have the, literal polar opposite of what our ancestors did and the reality is is folks that are not in america 
seem to have a much better handle, at least certain cultures have a better handle on seasons. There's a time for this and there's a time for this. And there's time, there's just, there's time to relax is Americans seem to pride themselves on the hustle. Right. And the grind and always on and and, always on just the, the, the hard, your hard worker. Right. To be a hard worker is looked at as an attribute. And yeah, um, he'll always say yes. You know, always take the extra shifts. He'll always whatever. Like these are all positive things from an American's perspective. But from a humanistic perspective, that's downright counterintuitive and damaging would be my argument to your health is because there has to be downtime. It's something that you and I struggle with greatly. And like you said, just the same way that summer killed you this year, it killed me too, because I realized that as well. It's just, I was so damn tired. Yeah. Because with the kids being off and baseball for sure is, is becomes a major part of our lives during that season because it's almost a daily activity. Right. But gardening and outdoor activities and taking care of the kids in and of itself takes my time in addition to all the other work things that need to occur. Yes. And it's something that I am trying to get you to work on right now because you are a yes man for sure. Yeah. And you love the ability to help. You love the opportunity to make money, to cut down our debt further so we can perpetuate and speed this thing up. But it's, we have got like, and it's hard for people to understand it. it, I don't feel good about this. A lot of people think it the way that I would pose it is that I feel like I'm better than other people because of how much we work, but it's people don't understand that we literally don't stop. We, we work seven days a week. You get up at 2 or 3 a.m. seven days a week mm-hmm. to work. On the weekends, during the chunk of the day, usually we have to we spend time with our kids. Right. Right? But it's every single day we are working and we are hustling. The idea yeah, of... Very, very seldom am I not putting in six hours. Minimum. Yeah. Every single day. Mm-hmm. And... You know, being a mom, I think that that's natural for all moms because we're never off. We never can be up. But, like, the idea of, oh, it's Sunday, so we're going to sit in the recliner and watch football all day is, like, what? Right. But it just, it doesn't exist. But we, what I'm saying is that we need to start doing those things more. Agreed. Because we, we are so used to just functioning at a high production level now. Right. Where anything less than that almost seems like we're slacking. Yeah. But, and I have a very hard time with that where I have, I I can't relax ever because it's always just, what am I not doing by sitting here? Yeah. But I have to get better at that because that is the ultimate goal is more time, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, I think that you're saying that other countries, I think that other countries just have a profound understanding that it's, you know, you get one go at, at this as you were saying but that it's like just break, like take your damn time right when you get there americans are just in such a rush to rush through their stages of life rush from one place to another always being on and i think that other countries just do it better of just and i noticed that in europe and and granted they make fun of me for it because i'm the ultimate like epitome of american 
cultural existence. Right. Because it was, you know, we're going to lunch and lunch is like a three and a half hour ordeal. <laughs> and it's like, okay, what? We gotta go. We got like things we gotta do. And I don't know what the things are that we gotta do, but like, this is too long. We've been <laughs> sitting here for too long. Right. But for them, it's just, just relax, enjoy the moment. Yeah. And I struggle. It's and I very, think Americans struggle with that. Yeah. And it's very much the epitome of is that we're in a race to get to the end. Yes. But the problem is, is that the end. Yeah. Is that we're in a race. It's like, well, I got to get to the finish line. It's like, okay, what's at the finish line? Nothing. (laughs) Like emptiness. A void for all time and eternity. (laughs) So the point is, which is where people always talk about, which is the idea was like, it's, it's not, it's not finishing the race. Like the journey is the point of the thing. Yeah. Like the destination is not the, the journey is, I don't know. Yeah. But it's the journey is the goal. Yeah. And and I think that that's where very much for us and I think that, that it, it needs to be more a thing that I know that we're going to be working on or focusing on of this next year into 2021 is having this be for us is be seasonal because of the fact that we'll be able to do better work. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to be working. Oh, yeah. It just means that for me, it's like, it's not taking on and launching. A lot of the stuff that we've been doing lately is like specializing in these launch phases for different companies and being able to kind of take them and, and build and do all these things. And I would much rather have our springs and our summers be dedicated to kind of joy running. Yeah. And allowing things just to function and run smoothly and then have our launch so it's almost like we have these these seasons and these goals of well and 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 i'm not even thinking about it from that perspective that's why i said joy is i'm thinking about it from the perspective that it's you know just like my parents on season was april to november right our on season is the winter and our off season is the summer and that we need to take time during the summer to be with our boys and to do things that we enjoy doing, right. like gardening and being with the chickens, and to allow our batteries to fully recharge so that we can be more productive in the on season. Right. Because otherwise, eventually. Yeah, because the one thing is. We, yeah, the one thing we've learned is that it's. You can't. You can't learn. Like, learning and doing and. And all, like, it's. You can't do them all at once. Uh-uh. It's like you have to have seasons where you are learning and then you have to have seasons where you're doing like it's it's you have to have sections where you're able to dedicate time to kind of doing big sections where it's like, okay, I'm going to research R&D where you're going to have some research and development like you're going to be able to get better at X, Y and Z that then allows you to then come back to your busy time or building time and then be able to flow. Yeah. So. I, the big thing for me then is very much it's taking note from all of these other seasons that are all around us and allowing that to be, maybe it's just the permission that it's, it's okay. That it's okay to be able to have these seasons, but the only way that it's possible is that you have kind of everything else in your life kind of rolling in this, this chi or kind of like in that same flow, right? Everything. 
is that you can't if go you completely negate one thing. You're gonna have <laughs> right. to deal with that shit when you're right, and you can't you can't like all of a sudden be like, okay, well then we're all gonna be buying and doing all these different things, like yeah. doing all this stuff while you're not working. Like it's you have to have that balance, and so you kind of have to have everybody has to be on the same page. Just like you said, it's like the family agrees. Like this is the on season, this is the off season, this is what we do. And then as long as all that is in balance, then you kind of can afford to be able to have maybe that balance. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about, with that idea. I hope it comes to fruition because I need a damn break. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> but the, <laughs> I need an off-season. At least from mom, I will with the mom title. I'll never have an off season, but like I need time to enjoy being a mom a little bit, as opposed to having it always be like the extra added chore list at the end of a workday, where it's like, okay, I need to be business Amy now, yeah. and then I need to be dental hygienist Amy, and I need to be housemaid Amy, and then I have to be mom Amy. It's like I don't have energy to be mom Amy. I, I, I need to find I need to enjoy the mom moments. Yeah. So I'm struggling with that. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely it's find can you have a season? That would be the big thing. And I know for us it's that's gonna be the goal. For twenty twenty one it's gonna be uh I don't even think it's it was like a a uh, resolution or anything. I think it, uh, a New Year's resolution. I think it was just an idea that we had been talking about. Weeks. It's a damn necessity. Yeah, yeah. Of having the seasons. So find your season, and then find what what can be a season, what can't be, and then if you say something cannot be a season, is take a real hard look at it and say, is it because you're overextended, and how can you fix those things? Because I know we've been stuck in positions where it's like, it doesn't matter whether you want to be, you want to have a season or not. Like, you got to get it. (laughs) You're going to have to get this done. Like, you can't afford to do anything other than that. You can find us on social media for at It's Possible Virtual Solutions. Find us on Instagram at, at It's Possible VS. That's V as in victory, S as in Sam at It's Possible VS. You can also find us on Facebook at It's Possible Virtual Solutions. You can find John at on Instagram at jbanksfl. And you can find Amy on Instagram at amy.m.fairbanks. That's A-I-M-E-E dot M dot Fairbanks on Instagram. If you're interested in being able to uh, talk to us more about some different things that you have going on, you'd love to be able to get our input and be able to have us possibly come in and work with you and help you with the things that you have going on, shoot us an email at info at itspossiblevirtualsolutions.com. That's info at itspossiblevirtualsolutions.com.